Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From Postcard from the Past and Wardour Studios, this is podcast from the past, the Postcard Podcast. This is the podcast where we look at little cardboard oblongs for longer and more closely than is strictly necessary as we attempt to understand the memories, meanings and stories held by picture postcards. I'm Tom Jackson and today I'm delighted to say my guests are broadcaster, writer, podcaster Julia Rayside and comedian Tony Law. Tony and Julia, hello and welcome. Hello. Hello. So... Julia Rayside is a journalist writing a lot about TV, uh, especially in The Guardian, um, and her opinions and her voice can often be heard on the radio, including Six Music, and she casts the pod enthusiastically <laughs> with her legendary show, um, Always There, uh, of course, about the Hampshire-based boat soap, Howard's Way, <laughs> uh, and her new podcast, um, which is going to take her away from the Solent, Box of Delights, which is going to be about every TV show in the world except Howard's Way. Literally. I think I'm banning it just because, you know, enough's enough. Yeah. And Julia comes to us today with a very smudgy postmark. Um, why is that? Well, because um, I was an RAF kid, so my dad and my mum both actually were in the forces, and uh, actually my brother ended up joining the RAF too. Um, I, I think I'm the weird one in the family because I just think that's the last thing I wanted to do. But, um, yeah, we moved There's around. Still time. I, well, maybe. Maybe it's like my second career when I have a crisis. But, um, yeah, so we, I was born in Gloucester, I think. I still haven't ever been back to the, the city of my birth, so one day perhaps I should. Um, but I was there for a very short time, a few months. And then we lived in Northern Ireland for quite a long time during the Troubles. That was fun. Uh, my dad tells stories about carrying a gun and, you know, I had no idea. I was just, you know, I was a tiny kid. Yes. And then we moved back to this country and then still moved around endlessly. So, uh, yeah, I, I, my postmark is almost indecipherable. Right. But maybe it's where you are now. I think so. London is the place I've been the longest. So, yeah, I'd say it is. Yeah. Very good. Now, Julia, do you still send postcards? I do. Um, I do because I've got a nearly 10-year-old son and actually it's a really nice way to stay in touch with his friends during the summer holidays so if ever we go somewhere he always likes buying postcards we'll go and sit in a cafe and sort of fill them in um and i always tell him he always gets really jealous whenever anything comes with the letterbox he always runs the letterbox picks up the usually boring brown envelopes and goes oh nothing for me and i always say if you want to receive posts you have to send posts oh very good philosophical position i know exactly and i'm trying to encourage him to like write to his friends i was a mad letter writer when i was a kid i had pen pals all over the world you know i loved all that stuff but um yeah it's it's harder to encourage a young person these days to take up the pen and but it's funny that the joy of receiving stuff through the letterbox it just doesn't go away no it? it's delightful I mean, even for adults it... no i love it i absolutely love it and i've still got friends who are a bit like me who'll send me a package for no apparent reason and it just it makes me so happy i almost you know can't express it 
it. Apart from when you get something from Amazon and it's in a no. massive box. Yes. Or oh, but you can use the box if you've got kids, usually. You can. In fact, the box is usually <laughs> more popular. Fires and than stuff the, out of it. Totally, yeah. And it's a nice little bit of a fort. But we got tweezers, like... This sounds like I'm making it up, but we got tweezers inside of a small box, inside of a big oh, no, like, shoebox. Yeah. Mad. It's yeah. ludicrous. Yeah. Well, that, that's one of the big campaigns for this century, I think, sorting out packaging, isn't God, it? God, yes, absolutely. It's an essential. Now, Tony Law... <clears throat> is a all I got was comedian. Yeah, he's, com- he's a comedian. That's all I am. <laughs> there's more, there's more. Um, you'll probably have seen him uh, on adverts for Gala Bingo. Oh, God, that's a long time But if ago. you miss them, you'll have caught up with him on Have I Got News For You, 8 Out Of 10 Cats, on stage in his numerous caffeinated, rambunctious stand-up shows. Um, and you'll have heard him on podcasts, perhaps on the Tony Law tapes, or caught his spectacular show, Battle For Icetopia, um, an unlikely event, experimental comedy opera on ice at the Alexandra Palace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am really cross I missed that. Yeah, we Sorry. should do that again. <laughs> yes, please do. We'll book, we'll book Ali Pali soon. <laughs> Make it happen. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, no, that was good. Also, I uh, did a bunch of Sky adverts, too, if we're bringing up adverts. But, you know, when you go in for a casting and they ask you to write down your ca- uh, adverts, I can never remember the ones. So I used to drink a lot up until 2015. And so if I've done any adverts back in that time, I sometimes forget. Like, there's some, there was a repeat on Radio 4 Extra the other day, and someone said, oh, you were great on that thing, something versus the thing, and no memory. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean I was drunk all the time, but I think it means that your the memory's no it. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe you were busy as well, and yeah, lots of work coming could've, through. Could have been. Yeah, I know this is the terrible thing, is I was actually busier when I was an alcoholic <laughs> oh than I am now. It's like... That's a bummer. Don't, yeah, yeah. don't listen, kids. Guy. Don't listen, kids. I really hate that guy. <laughs> now, Tony, you also come with a deeply smudged postmark. Yeah. So, uh, what, what's your complicated uh, uh, well, travelling background? I got a Nurnage connection as well, but that's just my Good dad. Accent. Uh, yeah, I, 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 any excuse to just drop it in. What about you, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> Your man. Uh, so my, Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad is from up there, but then uh, they were, he was a child in Canada. Then he left home at 14 to work in the oil rigs. And then the oil rigs t- sent him and his twin brother, Ronnie. Ronnie and Donnie went to Trinidad and Tobago wow. to work offshore on the oil rigs there. And that's where he met my mum. Okay. And on an so, oil rig. Well, yeah. Uh, was it was she just actually, standing on the deck with the wind in her hair, yeah. waiting for your dad? Yeah, there she was. She was a, a roughneck spinning chains. But uh, What does yeah. that mean? No, that's that. Well, anyway. <laughs> that's the thing where they, they always lose their fingers on, uh, on oil wells. Ooh. And did that happen? My dad kept all his fingers. Uncle right. Ron lost a couple of his. Did he? But then, yeah, so... They, he met mum in Trinidad, and then they had my two brothers and me there. And then we moved to Canada because dad wanted to be his own farmer. And he, and he bought a farm, and we went back to Canada then. And then we used to go back to Trinidad uh, quite a bit in childhood because uh, uh, mum, obviously. And then who to this day still loathes Canada because of its weather. Oh, really? And, uh, Who loathes Canada? She just hates it. <laughs> is God it a, forsaken country. Is it, a, cold, is it a, a really cold bit of Canada? Uh, it's all cold because it's right. left to right. Right. So it's all... It's like... It's actually um, latitude. It's the same as London, mm. where, where we lived, uh, but it's on the top of the Canadian Shield, so it's like super, super cold. And then hot, super hot, too. Anyway, I moved to London when I was 19 because I was a, uh, got into history, history nerd, and just just 
loved travel and seeing places, and I couldn't do enough of it from there. So, and then it's been like the longest. I was going to say gap year, but I was never in college. So, <laughs> but it's like the longest. That's why it's a gap. You haven't been yet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and that's I haven't been. Uh, I've lived here ever since, with a few sort of forays in Europe and stuff. I lived in. Over in the continent for about five years, but like. Well, that won't be happening anymore. No. no. <laughs> well, actually, it shouldn't have for me before, because I was on a Canadian passport then. Oh, I see. Yeah, but it did. You snuck over. There, well, there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. There's always a way. Well, that's a very uh, philosophical position. This is great. Uh, Tony, when did you last send a postcard? Oh, see, what I've started doing uh, probably a long time ago now is I just bring them back to, because the people I'm going to send them to are the ones I live with <laughs> um, this is nothing about the rising cost of postage is it no nothing nothing like that it's more the well I'll just get a stack of these and I'll fill them out in the room and then I'll, I'll it probably started from forgetting to post them yeah and Which then just hey look happen. what I got you and also they take a lot longer to get there than you you're going to be back in a minute <laughs> but you do write them you don't just say here's a card for you this I write a tiny little message uh, on it yeah and it, um, because I do stand up on a you know, on the road all around. That's a great way to just let people know what you're up to that day. Very good. Well, before we discover the cards that uh, Julia and Tony have brought along, I'll give you a quick one of mine. This is, of course, in the postcard from the past uh, sort of style, like I do on Twitter, at past postcard, an old card from which I've selected uh, just a part of the message. So this is um, a rather eccentrically shaped multi-view card um, where often you have these... Uh, um, squares with different images in. This is done on a sort of curve and a diagonal. I think we're calling that a sunburst, are we not? Yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a hint of that. Mm. And it's uh, Hinch, Hinchcliffe and Barton-on-Sea, <laughs> which, which actually sounds like made-up places from yeah. a sitcom, doesn't it? Yeah. Where have you been on your holidays? Hinchcliffe. <laughs> um, and actually, it's, uh, the postmark is Bournemouth, 1985, so I imagine mm. it's near there. There is plenty of sand on the beach, <laughs> but you have to buy your own cement. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, wow. that's like some kind of dad joke. Yeah, the, wow. they made the joke for us. All we have to do is read it out. <laughs> it's which is great. It's very so nice. That's probably, yeah, that's someone who works in uh, construction. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of their material is based around that. It's Can't get it out of their life. mind. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he talks about his work when he's at home, and he's like, yeah. oh, I got loads of sand here. <laughs> got to bring your own concrete. <laughs> he's pricing it up on yeah, the beach. Uh, yeah. It's from someone called Jim. Uh, yeah. Jim's got a lovely sense of humor. Exactly. We should, we should put Jim. a bit of this in our suitcase, take that back with us. Yeah, that's a couple of, couple of old pence stuff. saved. Well, yeah, yeah. Pretty penny for that nowadays. Uh, I'll do you one more. This is... Um, uh, you see, there's a, there's a seaside scene. This is all in honour of uh, oh, nice. Julie's unhealthy obsession with uh, the it coast. It is unhealthy. It's a lighthouse and some fishing boats. Yeah. And it's Portland Bill, Weymouth. Nice. People of these islands love the sea. <laughs> we exactly. do. Well, you got, can't get away from it. Got it everywhere. It's like you're on an island. Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, yeah. This is a, a, a scent. Um... Let's have a look at it. Nice. Oh, uh, where's that from? There are people get very excited about lighthouses. Yeah, I know. very blue sky, very nice sort of. Um, In fact, high if, if you ever post a picture of a lighthouse on Twitter, there are people who will write "lighthouse!" exclamation <laughs> mark. Really? Yeah. yeah well, what I, if that's this like is, a code. This is what I found. Anyway. Okay. All right. Um, if, if you're short of people interacting with you. That sounds like one of the you. better things of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, the that's not, thing you that's can not say. what most people complain about, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, and this is it's just a little moment. They said. Um, did we see the red arrows on our way down? 
the Red Arrows Ooh, RAF uh, flight. Yeah. And it's a, we thought we did. <laughs> but that was always such a big thrill if you were somewhere and then suddenly there's this display to Yeah, and they were guys, such an icon, pleasant. the Red Arrows. We all taught yeah. little boys, all knew who yeah. the Red Arrows were. Yeah. And um, I just thought, but you wouldn't miss them. You'd no. know. Oh, no, Frankly, they're loud you wouldn't. too. They're loud, they're red. They definitely fly in very but, close formation. Yes. <laughs> but they probably, when they're going from air show to air show, they wouldn't be in a tight formation. Oh, don't oh, you no, believe yeah, it's yeah. sunshine. No. Don't, I, I'm, I'm not, not really kidding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spelling God save the queen. They oh. always fly in formation. It's a safety thing. They have to. I yeah. remember, people are, are people as fascinated with the skies as we used to be? So I just see a plane so. and run outside. Oh, oh well, maybe not. I still do that. Flying though. machine. Yeah. <laughs> I do see a lot of cards from the 70s. People say, we can see Concorde from where we're staying. Ah. When, particularly when the test flights were happening. Before yeah. it was a sort of... Uh, that was exciting. Thing. I remember yeah. watching the last flight when I just, just moved to London and going out onto a balcony and just like just staring at this yeah. dot in the sky. You, yeah. you, you never quite got used to it, did you? It was always interesting. Well, some of those, those, those big A380 Airbuses, when they fly over London, they're so big that they feel very close and like that, yeah. that, that, that can be quite a spectacle <laughs> when you catch them s- circling. On their way to Heathrow, we get a lot of those in North London. Do yeah. you North London? I am East London, so I get. I think I get Stansted. You get and city stuff. Yeah, and city. No, yeah, we, yeah. we only have hot air balloons in South London. Oh, how lovely! Yeah. <laughs> Delightful. South of the river for you. Yeah. Well, to let you know, um, images of all the cars we discussed today are on the blog postcardfromthepast.co.uk, so you can see that we're not making this up. Um, now. Tony and Julia, you've been kind enough to come on to the studio today with some postcards of your own. Julia, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, actually, the, the first card you've got actually is going to be two cards we're going to have a look at. I it think. is. Um, both very different. Yeah. <laughs> tell I, tell one, me what you've got. Okay, well, one, I, it's kind of cheating because I do, I really love, um, there's a village in Essex called Battlesbridge and it is, the whole village is just junk shops. Oh, it's wow. like my, it's like Lovejoy, old TV <laughs> reference, sorry. It's, it's, it's effectively just full of antiques dealers Lovely. and sort of, you know, people who, who trade in this stuff. And a lot of it's obviously just rubbish, but, you know, there's some really interesting things. And um, not that long ago, actually, me and my family kind of redid a little weekend jaunt out there and just were truffling through all the old dusty stuff <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do and um there was a pile of postcards and i just picked this one up because it's it's not even a place that really means that much to me but it's, it's a bit of a cheat it was it was written to someone called miss j cullen who lived in dis and it looks i don't dis know in norfolk yeah and it looks like and it's actually a postcard from norfolk to norfolk because obviously okay. it's very important to send like into inter-county <laughs> well it may not be not so much a holiday thing just as a communication yeah and i you know, i'm just trying to look at it there's no real date on it but that's quite an old stamp i'd say maybe 20s 30s i don't know just yeah, very 1906 I think. Oh, really? God, yeah. I love wow. that you can just do that. Yeah. Wow, you're like a machine. Well, it says it says 06. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm not that clever. Like proper postcard. Now. That's 1906. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's more than 100 years old. Probably take about a week to walk that. <laughs> yeah. It would. So it send but, it, it but it would take less than a day to arrive, the That's postcard. Incredible. Yeah, because they could send them in the morning and they'd oh, arrive by tea time. On the backs of okay. squirrels. Um, but so this one is, it's really beautiful. Yes. It's, quite, it's quite small. <laughs> it's probably, I guess, like, is it a colourised black and white photograph or a yeah. I think I mean, so, yeah. I doubt if it was taken in colour. But it's beautiful. It's a somewhere called Pools Ferry, Norwich. And it's uh, a very sort of pretty green scene, lots of trees. There's a little what looks like a lock or something with some rowing boats and a man standing up in a coracle. I always love a coracle. Yes. Um, it's just a nice picture. Uh, it's, isn't, isn't the comedy writer Andy Riley now a coracle expert? Oh, I believe so. That sounds like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was, There is a coracle museum somewhere, or at least there was. Is there? Yeah, because my there? husband wrote books about What's tiny museums and he went to the coracle What's... museum, yeah. What's a coracle It's like a little again? round wooden oh, boat. Yeah. It's almost an, circular. An unlikely oh. boat. Because yeah. it wouldn't go in any particular direction. That's a very seems... Norfolk boat. It's very 
Norfolk. <laughs> on, yeah. the, on the fens or you, whatever. Yeah, you can go yeah. around in circles. In a not shallow much fen, you yeah. can have a coracle. <laughs> but it's got very, very, very tiny writing, and I don't have my glasses, so I can only read a bit of it. But it's it, uh, all the writing on the backs of these postcards I was leafing through is so beautiful and done mm. with a proper fountain pen, so microscopically small. And I loved, I, I read a few of them before I picked this one out, just so I'm taking that home. And they all call postcards PC. Thanks for the PC. Yes. yes. Just, just delightful and like a little oh. mannered thing. The reason I picked this one up is because the woman writing it obviously is from Norfolk and she writes it in her accent. Oh, wow. Which I just thought was a bit lovely. So she talks about, um, uh, thank you very much um, uh, for getting in touch. If you comes to Norwich, you will call me, won't you? Oh. It's like if you comes with an S on the lovely. end. Do you have to do it in the accent? I'm sorry, it's the second bad accent I've done in this one podcast. Mm-hmm. I apologise profusely. But I picked it up just because there were so many things about it that would just made me go, oh. There's never just... such a thing as a bad accent. Do them all the time. Okay, okay, <laughs> laddie. Sorry, sorry. Who's, who's it from and to? So it's to Miss J. Cullen. Yes. And it's from a lady called Laura, oh. your friend, your loving friend, Laura. Well, you... And it's just very formal but very sweet and then a little bit sort of colloquial. And just there's everything in there, a little friendship. The, you may have noticed the stamp is at a sort of 45-degree angle. It is. Do you know what that is? No. Well, that was a sort of secret code. <laughs> Not very secret, but a sort of a code. Oh my god, were they secret lesbians? (laughs) Well, I want you to say (laughs) they were hiding their love in a friendship. It it does mean with love that angle. Oh my god, that's that's blown my mind. But I think possibly that could also mean you know a loving friendship. Well, in the old days, everyone used to know at least one lesbian couple who lived near a lighthouse. That, that's that was it. the way. That's it. That's how it happened. That's how it had to be in those days. We invite you on this show for your wisdom, Tony. Thank you. You're welcome. That's I'm old, gen- but that is what that means. That's that, genuinely exciting. Yeah, so the, that, that angle means yeah. we all know how to stick a stamp on straight. That's not yeah. hard. I've deliberately done this. And, and of course, the thing was angle. because postcards are semi-public. Um, well, that's that the your mother thing. might see it, or or if you're more wealthy, the housemaid might see it. Wow. So, theoretically, these messages were more sort of discreet. But of course, once everyone knows oh, that these yeah, angled yeah, stamps yeah. mean something, yeah. it's no longer a it's secret. It's like the language of the fan, isn't it? Like as soon as people learn the code of the fan, then it's, it's not a secret language anymore. And it's very much like that. And in fact, there were postcards that came out showing you all the different angles and what they meant. Amazing. But then occasionally, cards had different. Uh, kind of interpretations. This is crazy. Which angle do I use now? Which version are we using? And then the French had a different one again. Um, but there you go. That's so good. That, that, now gorgeous. it's an extra little level of loveliness that yeah, it might no, actually really be a secret sweet. love message. Yeah, and yeah. she's written it so carefully. And yeah, it's just lovely. And by way of extreme contrast. Extreme contrast. It's a photograph of some meat. So this, I brought this in <laughs> almost thinking, oh, no, don't bring this. It's a bit silly. But um, so I'm a massive comedy geek, always have been. When I was a teenager, I was obsessed with, you know, Chris Morris's stuff, Brass Eye and, and all, the, all the shows he was making, the radio stuff he was doing. And, um, and then latterly met a lovely comedy writer called Joel Morris got married and then obviously he knows lots of people who work in comedy as I'm sure you both do and um and uh, we just ended up kind of bumping into Chris Morris and sort of becoming friends with him and his wife and his family and his Christmas cards are unique and it just it was it's been on our fridge uh, for ages and I was like oh I'll just get some postcards and it was right there and he's uh, he clearly owns a laminating machine I don't know if that's like an exclusive piece of information well, but they, this they, is a... they, I've always fancied them you do them in little from time to time and I've yeah. often fancied getting one you I know do, you're doing well when you've got a laminate machine I think so yeah, either right. so he's taken a picture of and if, if you hold it the right way up I think that's like a sort of chandelier and then uh, it's a very dark gothic looking picture and it's like it's just some meat I think it might be lamb on the bone or something <laughs> livid kind of pink un- 
uncooked lamb. It's got those sort of <laughs> some meat. Yeah. Some meat. <laughs> the colours are like meat. a Francis Bacon, actually. Yeah. yeah they're kind of that. Uh, like, are they? You, you bunch know of meat. art, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the thing. So this is what he does for Christmas every year. He makes some kind of slightly unpleasant picture, laminates it, and then writes on the back. And so this one is to to Joel, uh, Julia, and Dougie, um, and it says Christ all meaty, love <laughs> Chris and Joe. And it's just it, his Christmas cards are just always really interesting. And it's a postcard, effectively, but it wasn't actually posted with a stamp so on the back. It's a photograph that's laminated and it kind of comes up like it a works, postcard. Yeah. It works so good. Like, you can... Right? That it's can festive. mean whatever you need it to mean. Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> just a really big old blob of meat. And there's nothing, like, offensive about it. No? no. It's just... Here's some meat. What's it's that phrase puzzling. I keep hearing in the news? Like, creative ambiguity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, he was always good at that, I think, Chris. I feel that's like particular... that's what I've always yeah. done. <laughs> and, and if you told me when I was, you know, 15 and just like slack-jawed all of his amazing stuff that he'd one day send me a Christmas card of some meat, I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And I'm not surprised you treasure that. That's terrific. Mm. So, Tony, now you, as a man who's travelled round the world to get here effectively over the, over the years. You don't have all your stuff with you, do you? No. What's, what's, so, what's the first cards you've kind of got in mind okay, for us? Well, um, when uh, uh, Soviet Union cards, basically. Uh, when I was 12, they said in our little Western Canadian town at our, at our school that um, when you get to 17, there's going to be... We, they, were, they told us about this history club you could join and there's going to be an exchange with the Soviet Union. Wow. And they gave us like all this time to start learning and saving money and we had to do bakes, a lot of bake sales. <laughs> And uh, also, what, did, what did you bake just uh, that uh, Oh, God, I can't remember. Johnny cake, whatever <laughs> what? that is. Can we have the recipe? <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Uh, um, and then um, I also raised a steer. You're joking. And um, I sold some hogs. But we wow. saved, But all of us saved up our money over the years. And, and we did this trip to the Soviet Union. I was 17 years old. And uh, I'd been to Trinidad, so I, had, I hadn't like n I was unique amongst my friends as having traveled. But you know, when you're 17, like you're excited to yeah. go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I just it was we stopped in Paris for one night on the way there. We were so excited. You with your best <laughs> friends, and you're in Paris, and everything's new and wonderful. And then you get to the Soviet Union, and man. And it's, I don't think this is me remembering it this way. Um, I, I, I remember feeling it at the time that this is different. Yeah. Like even I've only been to Trinidad and Paris and across the, uh, across the border of the States and then in Canada. But this felt just different. It's other, isn't it? It's like this so, is not home. Yeah, and yeah. it blew my brains out. Where and were all you? of us, uh, so we stopped first was in Leningrad. <laughs> we were there for five days, and then we went to Moscow for five days, and <clears throat> just used those from those satellites out. We stayed somewhere else, and I can't remember. I wanted my mum to go get them from home, but she's got gone downhill. Okay. So, <laughs> so, um, so, uh, what was I? Yeah, Soviet Union. Yeah, it was mad because it was so different. And I have to say, by about day five, though, it was also depressing really quickly. Oh, really? Yeah, it was so like, like even my brains then was work. Like, I, I, I loved it, but I couldn't have imagined having to live there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I felt bad for them. And it was great because we met local kids our age. And it was, they were supposed to be just, just an average 
group of kids from a local Leningrad high school, just yeah. like just like you guys. We're friends, so we prepared like a couple of little plays. <laughs> to there was like Very presentations good. between us. Wow! And most of us though just sang. Like not even one person in our group knew how to play the piano, so our, our teacher had to do it. And we sang, "This land is your land, this land is mine," the Canadian version. <laughs> so that was our little show done. And then we sat down, and then suddenly the Soviet kids get up, and what the first one up is like. Like a concert pianist. Oh my God. <laughs> and we're just going, holy cow. <laughs> this is a talented, typical school. And then there was a contortionist. Uh, and they did all this extraordinary stuff as we just sat there with our mouths <laughs> open. They were so talented. Wow. And that's just an average Soviet class. Genuinely, they hadn't... They hadn't... They hadn't no, they hadn't done what you would imagine the Soviet Union to do, which is to show their brightest and best. Wow. Um, wow. Was, so how did you get in? What, what were the postcards then? What, where, where did that fit into it? Uh, well, because they would often the postcards would be of, um, of just like uh, a thing that's important to them that you've never read about or heard about. It'd just be like the ministry of cheese or just <laughs> and, and, or like it just a, I, I feel like they would just go out and take pictures of rural uh, like uh, corners um, or, or um, uh, they like to take pictures of hotels. Yeah. So not necessarily beautiful, just sort of quite just municipal a big, in a bit. Yeah, yeah like look what we, yeah. we've, we've got a hotel. <laughs> just like you guys got hotels. Look at our hotel. There's a kind of aesthetic to those Soviet cards. Now, mm. someone brought out a book of uh, Soviet bus stops. Oh, God, and, yeah. Uh, on postcards, yeah, I think. Yeah, or yeah. maybe just photographs. But there's a whole kind of look to them, which was I don't know, mm. quite hard to describe. It's very sort of... Um, Modernist, a kind of fu- a futuristic, maybe. Yeah. very brutal. Because I remember walking around Leningrad or Saint Petersburg, but uh, just admiring the architect, the old architecture, which they weren't keen on showcasing. Wow! I mean, we went to the, you know, the the Hermitage and you know the Summer Palace and all all those businesses. Uh, but they, they weren't that wasn't what they were trying to celebrate they were trying to celebrate the space centre wow of course the progress and we're making yeah like yeah it was all of that that's yeah, what yeah. they thought we would want oh, too yes, wow. yes. Well, we were keen on the old stuff but it's always strange to think what a country thinks other people that's want right. of it I mean yeah. it doesn't have to be in uh, in a kind of uh, a cut off part of the world like that even here you think what is it that the British government thinks other people want it's, it's always a bit difficult to sum up a country isn't it well, yeah, I, very. and I also think they used to do things that to me in hindsight look, feels like a game like they would make us all put our cameras in a bag before we got on the coach on certain trips and I'm thinking they're surely not stopping us from taking pictures we're just we're kids on a bus yeah that's uh, weird. I think they're doing it for you know give them a bit of excitement they think we're all spies Always obviously I reckon they're yeah. just doing a bit of fun like that we're not allowed to take pictures near the airport no all that and I'm just thinking I bet if the Americans want to know what's here I bet they already do yeah <laughs> if I guess we're so. if we're here yeah, yeah I don't think you it's need a to strange worry about I once went to the tip to drop off some garden rubbish and saw a really <laughs> a not a very no genuinely and I saw a really interesting pile of old TVs piled up in one corner of the tip yeah. and I was like that's beautiful and went to take a picture and the guy was like no pictures like, no pictures <laughs> At the tip. Are what? you kidding me? What am I going to do to the tip? What are you talking yeah. about? That's nuts. So, yeah, These are the freedoms they're taking away from us. <laughs> yeah. and well, EU rules that was. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Let's get I, our country back, right? Yeah, yeah. I fell in love with a girl 
Um, just that like, didn't take long. That, yeah, I was <laughs> I was so excited by life, and also you know I felt so sorry for them because oh, there's just no color there, and they none of them had any kind of when you spoke to them they had no hope. Oh, geez. Like it's it's like we didn't have the same, but um, she was gorgeous, and and we were just chit chat chit chat talking about music, and she had heard the. I think the most, like, luckily, I was into really old British rock. So I'm listening to Led Zeppelin at that time. And she had some, Led Zeppelin had made it into her. Right. And just so happens on my Sony Walkman. Oh, yes, I the had, 80s. I had Led Zeppelin <laughs> 4 on it. Oh. And I gave that to her. And it was like, like, you couldn't, you couldn't do this anywhere in the world now. But then it was, she was wept. Um, so like giving her a bar of just gold. a cassette <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of Led Zeppelin. She and it sounds like uh, fake thinking about it, but it was it's true. Wow. She was so and uh, and then she then wanted to give me like a ring, and I go no 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 that yeah. I'm just I giving you some man. plastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and she no I insist and through translator and I was like no no I can't have that but yeah. And if you go back there now, you're technically married in like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Maybe I'm know. married. Yeah, actually a bigamist. <laughs> <laughs> well, how interesting that these uh, postcards remain a kind of symbol of this strange transformative trip you took. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you. They're, for... And they're just great to go look at on, on online. You yeah, and they're all there now. The um, rabbit hole, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, one more quick one from me. Um, this is a car. Now, this is... It could be uh, Howard's Way. But oh, it's yeah. Not. It's, That's it's, the water It's Linmouth in Devon, North Devon. Yeah. Um, and this is from the 60s. It, it just intrigued me because um, you look at these uh, views and you can't help being a little bit, if not nostalgic, kind of drawn back in time. You just mm-hmm. think, well, this is from, you know, this was it's cre- simple, simpler times. Yeah, creamy old England. Exactly. And it, it. what amused me about this, he says... Um, it was crowded with cars, not half as pretty as when we saw it in 1952. <laughs> so even in the mid-60s, yeah, yeah. they were being nostalgic yeah. about... Holidays are getting worse. It's like that old yeah. Seinfeld bit when he yeah. says, um, you know, when you get to 40, you think, God, when I was 20, I didn't know anything. Mm. And then it's like, uh, do, imagine, do people when they're 95... Think, oh, when I was 80, <laughs> I didn't know anything. We'll have to wait and find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to Podcasts from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. My guests today are comedian Tony Law, journalist and podcaster Julia Rayside. Julia, what's the second, third, next card you have The for other us? one. Yeah. Well, this is, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward one. This is from, it was to me, um, what year it was? Mm, again, glasses can't see. Probably about mm, 2014, I think. Can you make that out, Tom, on the postmark? I think it's about 2014. No, I think it might be. And it's from my dad, Jim. And um, He died last year. And so I've just been, you know, definitely in a bit of a nostalgia place, going through old things, old boxes of stuff, my old correspondence. And actually, I thought I had loads of postcards. This is one of the few I still seem to have. They probably are somewhere, but, you know, it's somewhere in the mess of my house. Um, but this one, um, it just, it was really nice, actually. It reminded me of a lot of things about my dad I'd kind of forgotten, um, most of which is... So I've, I've got a lot of his old stuff, and as a boy, his like some of his school books and his handwriting is exquisite. And then something happened in his retirement. <laughs> I don't know what. Mm. And he just started writing along a ruler, insisting he must say no, nothing has tails. Right, right. All, yeah. of the, all of the kind of writing is just like bang, 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 banging against the straight line of a ruler. And it's just a very odd... It's just, it just says something about, I don't know... He suddenly decided he had to become very formal in his correspondence. But I really like... Um, so what's the, what's the picture? So the picture is, it's a, it's a big cruise ship. I think it's called the Aurora, is that right? Oh, yeah, right. the Aurora. It's massive. So he's, uh, it, he and my mum took a couple of cruises in retirement, did, sort of did that thing um, to various places. They went sort of to Egypt and around the Mediterranean. I think this might have been a Mediterranean one. I think it's Malaga this was mailed from. And... Um, but it's just, I just liked it because it's very, it, it doesn't really, again, postcards never really say that much uh, unless there's like a coded uh, stamp in the corner yes, or whatever, you know. Between the lines, between the lines. Exactly. But because they are, the nature of them is public, you know, you write a postcard in a, a, a way you wouldn't write a letter. There's the, the, a lack of intimacy, but, you know, you're also sort of trying to be chatty. So it's just, it's just him literally saying, you know, we're, we're going from here to here. There are sea breezes. It's a smooth crossing. There's, there's nothing really there, but it's just him saying, I'm thinking about you. I'm on holiday. And my mum was always the correspondent responder sort of in our family she loved writing letters and uh, carried on long after I moved to London she was still kind of writing letters rather than email even though that's just quicker um but my but my it was really significant that my dad wrote this rather yeah. than her yeah. I think he was just like I think I want to talk to Julia and tell her what we're doing so it's just it's, it, it, it will always mean quite a lot to me because yeah because my dad wrote to me and that's really nice mm. so it's, no, it's, it's a fairly straightforward one but it's lovely no I think that's I mean that's in a way that is the, the, the purest message of all really in these postcards is yeah. 
nothing much, but the fact yeah. that you're thinking of the person and want to communicate with them when you're far apart, particularly. Yeah. Mm, that's yeah. nice. To, yeah, because uh, it's in our family. My mum did all the communication. Yeah. And um, I can't even imagine my dad doing a postcard, but that's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. But if he did do one, I bet it would be with a ruler. <laughs> Definitely. They all have to use a ruler. What is but, wrong with but them? But maybe, maybe the, it was a bumpy ride on the boat and uh, <laughs> the, the ruler was necessary to be the, the sea buffeting the side of the cruise ship. You'd hope so. He was, yeah, he was, he was a seafaring man. He was a sailing instructor Oh wow. in, in the RAF, so he was very used to boats, but he always got seasick on big boats. Oh, so you really? might be onto something there. He might have been, like, desperately holding onto the desk and just kind of trying not to look. And, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was on a proper boat, not <laughs> some big bloody hotel yeah. on the water. Yeah, he liked sort of little little wooden boats. And you've got not... siblings in the RAF now? No, I had a brother in the RAF. Oh. Um, he's dead as well. I'm sorry to bring everyone down, but, oh, yeah, no, yeah, years and years ago, he was in the RAF too, and he met his wife exactly the same way my dad met my mum. She was a nurse. He was a... Uh, uh, in the RAF, uh, met her on the first day, fell in love, got married. My brother joined the RAF, first day of training, met his wife, gorgeous nurse, got married immediately. So, yeah, they kind of, he repeated history. So the RAF's a good place for love? It's a good place for hot nurses, hot uh, nurses. I'm told. <laughs> so to, to, to make this into a carry-on film suddenly. But, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it was a weird repeating of history. Very yeah. good. And, of course, um, it goes without saying that one of the reasons you still have that is that postcards are enduring and nice to look at. So they you, are. it's kind of, it remains, whereas and in a way that, uh, you know, obviously digi- digital communication wouldn't. Yeah, and I think even though this is only uh, relatively recent, it to me it still looks like something from the 1970s. It's a very kind of the love boat picture of a cruise <laughs> ship on a blue it's ocean. It's a terrific photo, actually. It is, it's a great photograph, clearly like an aerial shot, you know, and, and that there's something very, in my head, locked in, you know, that particular kind of blue and the, well, the ship the and the sunlight. the depth of the colour of the sky and the sea yeah. and, and it's... Um, it's otherworldly, and then you've got this kind of luminous boat. Yeah, it's like it's seen through sunglasses. It sort of very yeah, polarised, isn't yeah. it, where the colours pop. And, yeah, it's yeah, like but a spaceship I, going through space. Yeah, I like it as a thing. Going on a cruise is such an old-fashioned thing to do, and it was very my mum and dad. Would you yeah. do it? No, I don't think so. I think I'd go mad. What if you met... My thought is, mm. if you met someone awful on day one and they just wanted to be your friend, mm. you'd be... Like, it would ruin your holiday. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's lots of gigs, uh, guys that do gigs on yes. cruise ships, and yeah. I've never done it. Um, I just... The idea of dying on your hole on the first day. <laughs> and then bumping into people. And then the whole time. Me again. Being patronised every day. Well, you know, we could... God. You know, maybe it'll be better to object. I didn't no think way. of that. Yeah, no, that no would be way. awful. Yes, and the word would spread. <laughs> also, it's such I mean, an enclosed like, community. like a stomach bug. You need to be a pretty... You need to have a broad sort of set. Yeah. yeah maybe you, maybe you, you have too eccentric an act for much, that. Yeah, yeah. I think... I think a kind of hipster slash surreal set might not be what those folks would oh, yeah. no, 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 Maybe no, no, no. a shorter journey, like the Isle of Wight Ferry or something. Yeah. Really. Well, I've done something similar to that before. <laughs> really? just lots of drunk people, so that, <laughs> that's fine. That worked? Yeah. <laughs> Ferry, well, thank you very much for sharing that uh, personal card with us, Julia. Really, really, uh, really kind and interesting. So, Tony, what's your final Okay, card? well... Uh, I, my wife introduced me to the world of art, and since I come from a farm and I bring a big old chip on my shoulder, <laughs> a um, wood chip. I, I, but, uh, but I felt like an open, uh, no, what do you call it? Like, well, a blank slate. I, thought, I was introduced to the world of art, and I thought I'm going to dive head in, and they, and uh, the, the kind of joke in my family, my daughter is also into art is that daddy has no taste, okay. no matter how much he loves it and how... <laughs> Good starting point. And so wherever... Yeah, because I always like the most mainstream thing or <laughs> or, or, or just a thing that they go, oh, no, that's not... You know, if you like um, Picasso, that's not what the thing you should uh, like. Right. Yeah, done it but wrong. I, and I just like... And I love, like, a nasty... 
um, scenic. I, I love Bruegel, you know, with all the like peasant. Yeah, what? And the devil and all that. And Busy painting. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I like I like what like the Middle Ages before they got good again. And art, you know, how they like lost all the skills from the antiquity. You're and being it, deliberately contrary now, aren't you? But they look like they that kind of looks like yeah, I could do that with a bit of concentration. But anyway, so what I do is I grab a postcard from wherever I'm gigging at and bring it back. And, and, I, and it's kind of like an in-joke where I talk like a... Because my Canadian accent isn't sort of um, working class enough sounding, so I have to <laughs> adopt another one. For this joke you're doing. Yeah, and I do, I do it on every one. And, I, and so this one is... Um, this is just a, a, a Claude Monet. It's Le Bazin aux Nymphes. The, and it's so, the famous one. Yeah, yeah. it's the bridge. And it's, it's, the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a square and, postcard, slightly different shape. Yeah, and it's just I. You get these, and you think, well, that's a great way to just sit when you've got time. But that's quite. I really appreciate it. The painting's not square, and it's making my teeth itch. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> but what, what, you can always well, they, hold they it. cut off all those extra details. Yes, the, the wrong pe- ratio. The people, <laughs> the, the aeroplane like in the sky. <laughs> and so I write things on the back of them, like uh, reckon we got ourselves a feller can paint. <laughs> well, he figured. As he can. <laughs> I reckon it needs more lines. <laughs> and I'll do something like that and send it back, and then everyone's like, oh, daddy, <laughs> you're such a moron. So I play up to that. And I think I maybe play up to it too much, because, like, my dad genuinely had to ride horses to school. Right. And I think, wow. do you know, do you ever adopt stories that aren't yours <laughs> for fun and flair? <laughs> no. I told the kids I had to ride horses to school. Why not? And you've got to stick they with that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, aren't you? Suckers. Ten-year-olds are suckers, aren't they? I yeah. love tricking kids. They're so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> uh, but they're going to pay us back anyway, yeah, so get right. it in while you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is this, is, is this whole thing a defence mechanism? Are you, are yeah, you probably. making up for something? Or? Uh, just insecurity. Okay. Yeah, just covering up. I figure if I make fun of myself first... Get the first punch in. Then, yeah. then we're laughing. Well, I mean, you know, we've been talking about the world of comedy. I'm sure there's plenty of people playing the same game. And then I'm sure yeah, it's, a lot of us are playing that game. It's a career full of... Well, it used to be just full of people with low self-esteem. Oh, yes, it is. But, yeah. then, but then all of a sudden, people with, like, really good university degrees started doing it. And I just feel like it's not fair. You can still that's have cake and eat it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Maybe that's why, yeah. But there are people who could do, like, other jobs. Because yeah. comedy used to be for people who would run out of options. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Didn't it? Yeah. And that's, uh, but now there's people who are, right, like, seemingly yeah. sorted out. You could have it. a proper job. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. you think it's just a way to get chicks? <laughs> Isn't that still... Well, I don't know. I never found it that... Uh, I, it was never that for me. For me, it was always... Um, it's like a need to get. That's how I got love. So, so oh. people laughed oh. at me. Yeah, that yeah. validated my existence. Right. Because yeah. I was like, Even more fundamental. I'm like the old school class clown kind of. That's yeah. That's uh, so, like it's going to happen. As Stuart Lee said, it's going to happen anyway. Like you're going to act like that anyway. So yeah. Right. Might you might as well. As well. But you, you in your show, you like bits of your shows, you do play with that whole thing of whether the audience are going to like you or resent you. Mm. Don't you? you you walk that tightrope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Push push the uh, push it out there. <laughs> yeah, and, and try and be as deliberately uh, artistic. <laughs> or, is that uh, what it is? Well, I think if you can get laughs by being quite obscure, um, then you're really cooking. Yeah, yeah. Because you're uh, drawing people in, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. If, if you can paint a, to you. Yeah, um, that's right, yeah. yeah. And I suppose, I mean, I don't... I, from observing it, I get the impression you kind of reach for a moment that you don't even know is going to be there if it's going to work or not. And, yes. And if it works for you and it works for them, you've really got something. Yeah, then it's really exciting. And then the people who become, who get into it, really, really like it. Yeah. 
And, yeah. you, and I like talking to them afterwards, and it's like... Yeah. And I suppose you made something as well yeah. that, that wasn't there before. That's you right. Know, you went, that, that, that little bit, was, there was an I, empty bit there, and it's not empty anymore. But also, you know, there's guys and gals out there who do observations of pop culture, and, and they're really good at it. My mind just doesn't se- seem to hone in on on what's going on. Like, I'm more interested in, at the moment, Indo-European horse tribes. Oh, my God, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured if I can make that into a thing. <laughs> That's going to be Don great. you really had me excited there. I'm sorry. Are you reading about that too? <laughs> That's going to be a great, a great routine. Well, the chances yeah. we went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 thank you for sharing the card that has un- unpicked your psyche very accurately, uh, Tony. That's really interesting. Thank you. Uh, thank you both very much. Um, I'm thrilled you shared these cards with us and, and with the listeners. Uh, one quick reminder for everyone at home. Images of all the cards that we've looked at today will be on the website uh, on postconfidentpast.co.uk, uh, including one last one from me um, in the past postcard style, another seaside view, Ilfracombe Harbour, Ilfracombe Harbour, 1964. And it's a. Uh, uh, it's that blue again, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how. I don't know what, what printing technique they use other than blue paint to make that. Happen. Uh, yeah, they add it in. Fairy pulling in there? What's that? Yes, I think so. Um, Where's Ilfracombe again? Devon, like that's Devon, Devon as well, isn't it? Devon, it's yeah. another Devon I feel like one. I've just been there. Well, ah. it's funny you should say this. The boat has come from Somerset and South Wales resorts. Oh, so like, like a cruise around Britain. Yeah, there you go. That's wow. the short cruise you can do, oh, uh, just a short act. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and the message was, um, yeah, someone I think they were taking a kind of, um, taking a, uh, a, a an adventure in their social status and were a little bit worried about it. They said, when we reached Barnstable, the ground was waterlodged. <laughs> waterlodged. <Aww. laughs> and so we did the unforgivable thing and hired a caravan for the night. <laughs> Unforgivable. So they oh, slummed it. What they, if someone you. saw? Yeah, yeah. But, but they're getting it in first, so you know, in, ca- in case someone reports back. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Well, Lodged. Before we let Tony and Julia back into their real lives, um, I've got one more postcard for you both to have a look at. It has become customary for us to end the programme on one of these. It's in like a magical pouch. Oh, exactly. Thanks. I'm opening my pouch. <gasps> oh, my God. Wow. It's a record. That's a big one. Oh, there's a hole in the middle, yeah. And grooves. It plays. Oh, it is a record. It plays? Well, um, Charlie next door has been keeping an eye on things. If we ask her very nicely, she might be able to see if we can do something oh with this. Oh, my God, it's a picture of a yacht. Uh, yes, of course, it's, it's with you Thank in mind, Julia. I it had it made specially for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Someone's yachting into... Oh, they're where in Zurich. Oh, it's beautiful. Yes. Oh... Well, it sounds Austrian. Yeah. yeah. It feels it, ominous, like 1933. It's a sort of middle European. <laughs> it feels You're scary. You're thinking Nazis. Yeah. And well, I'm just thinking, oh, the beer colours. They've, yeah. they've ruined that music for me. <laughs> it's the equivalent of a hornpipe, I think. Yes, yes, yeah, an Austrian or Swiss or whatever, yeah. It's delightful. Yeah. Where do you find these? I I always say the same thing. It's not bad for a piece of cardboard. (laughs) And it's very good quality, really. Yeah, I think so. I've bought second-hand records that sounded worse. How old is that, would you I think that must be 1960s. Wow. Which is old enough, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's lasted. (laughs) Well, as the... uh, Do anyone know where the accordion comes from? 
No. No, I'd like to know. No. But I enjoyed you miming a squeeze box as you thought that thought, though. That was fun. <laughs> Where? Do you know? Do you know? <laughs> no. Oh. It's something I feel like I should know. Write in and say. Write on okay, a postcard. Yes, listeners. Yeah. Thank you. Write on answers on a postcard. <laughs> right? Thank you, Julia. Thank <laughs> Have you never said that before? <laughs> Thank God someone's listening. <laughs> Man, you've missed a sitter there. <laughs> We're going to go back and re-edit every other show. <laughs> well, as the uh, beautifully handcrafted wooden boat uh, on the lake uh, in Zurich uh, continues to spin around at 45 revolutions per minute, um, that's it for this time on Podcast from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first-class guests for sharing the postcards from their pasts. Julia Rayside and Tony Law, thank you both. Thank Thanks you. for having me. And thank you for listening. Bye for now. You can see more postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me, at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book, Postcard from the Past, by me, Tom Jackson, at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.